Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Jays destroyed Joel Embiid in a decisive victory against the Philadelphia 76ers. Tatum looked amazing. Brogdon led an impressive bench unit, and the Celtics' defense, particularly on Embiid, held up despite a supposed big man problem for the Celtics. All of that next on First of the Floor. Who is going to be first to the floor? All right, welcome into our live post-game show. Shout out to everyone listening to the podcast after the fact. Welcome to everyone in the chat there. Ben Vallis here, and I'm joined by Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, how you doing, sir? Welcome. I think you can guess how I'm doing, man. Very well. Thank you. <laughs> I think we're all doing incredibly right now. And Jake, our mate, Jake Eisenberg, uh, welcome back in our third live stream of the day. How you doing, buddy? He, mate, I've, I'm energized. I'm ready to go. Fuck Philly. Feeling good. Yes. Giant beer. That's rad. Giant beer. Fuck Philly. All the ingredients for a great post-game show. Jackson, let's start with the obvious here. I mentioned it up the top there. Jason Tatum looked incredible throughout this game from beginning to end. Uh, what are your thoughts just overall after this game on our budding young MVP candidate? Uh, it, you've seen those performances from him before, but you, I can't remember the last time we saw anything cl- like close to that on opening nine. I think he's banked three against like Milwaukee a couple years ago. Like yeah. that was like a kind of, Oh yeah, Tatum does it in the game one. But like, really that was as assured, confident, and inspiring sort of like leadership performance that I've seen from Tatum. Um, to do it on opening night on national television is a statement that's no doubt going to get the MV- MVP narrative yes, going. Sir. I just I just think you couldn't really ask for for anything more from the guy. Um, I, I, I don't have his turnover numbers in front of me. Could somebody help me out there? But yeah, I don't think the there were that up. many. I, I, I can't three. remember there being that many egregious ones. Help us out in the chat, by the way, as we randomly call for help here, uh, which I will do plenty throughout the pod. Uh, Tatum uh, had, yep, 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 yep. yep. I'm going to say three. Uh, he did three, three turnovers, yep. according to stats.nba.com. Tends to be accurate. Fine. That is a, like, if he has three turnovers a game, like, with how much he's going to have the ball in his hands, that is totally fine. Yeah, you, you'll live with that. And sure. there was just that one really poor stretch, I want to say, early in the third quarter or somewhere through the third quarter where the Jays themselves had back-to-back turnovers. And it was just kind of a blip, like a lapse in concentration that wasn't uniform through the rest of the game. So if you exclude that, uh, the turnovers, you know, they look even better and more favorable to the Jays. Uh, Jake, speak more to Jason Tatum, because obviously that was an incredible performance and we're not used to seeing it so early in the season. 
everybody has been mentally preparing for the Hayden slow start. Every like in the chat beforehand, we had a seven for twenty-one prediction. <laughs> um, I was mentally prepared for. It. I was prepared for the everything besides the points part of this game. I was very confident that he was going to come out rebounding, playmaking, elite defense, but even that other stuff was at a high level. Like that's some of the best defense I've seen him play. I think he just has, and the Celtics in general have Embiid figured out. Like they know exactly when to kind of dig down and get those double teams. He was so good on defense, getting out in transition, man, to come out like that is sets the tone for the, for the season. Jackson, that was a great point with the leadership thing to when you, when you see your best player and the guy that, has been in the media all offseason, um, copping strays for losing the finals to come out and put on a show like that and be like, yeah, I'm I'm back and I'm hungry for like how can you not be insanely, insanely excited after that? Um right. MVP ca- campaign is off to a f- fantastic start. Yeah, it's underway. The the Jays combined for 70 points, which mm. is uh incredible. And I don't want to say that's like the necessary um, ingredient for a win throughout the season, but certainly starting off and just sort of stamping that, you know, emphasizing their impact on the rest of the league and announcing themselves as arriving, you know, after that finals loss, obviously very disappointing to end to last season and coming back and, and starting things off with a bang against like a perennial MVP candidate and a guy like Joel Embiid, who I think we defended incredibly well. And I think, you know, as we sort of, as our agenda or our run sheet for this pod emerges, obviously we're just doing it off the cuff here with the game having just ended. I think a good approach is just sort of run down the matters of importance, mm. like of this game. So Jackson, do you want to talk about maybe what the second most important thing is? I would hazard a guess that our defense, particularly uh, Von Lee's defense off the bench on Joel B was maybe the second most important factor of this game. Oh, yeah. I think the complete nullification of Joel Embiid is what ultimately wins this game, at least from the, dis- the defensive standpoint, because don't forget, we had a great game from Harden. We had a very, very, um, you know, dominant, effective hot streak from Maxi to start the fourth quarter. All they really needed was like a- an average day at the office from Joel Embiid, and they didn't get it. Now, I don't think he was that good, but I don't think he was helped by the kind of defense we were playing on him, and particularly from Noah Vonley, who just didn't even look remotely like put off or or overpowered. Like the, the most joy that Embiid had was when he was racking up fouls on Grant Williams in the first quarter, or in the first half, I should say. So nullifying him, I think, easily becomes the second most important part of this of, of this victory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so impressed with Von Ley. I was, yes. I've kind of been mm-hmm. not, not big Von Ley guy, but he was really solid tonight. I mean, he still does some, some things where I'm like, please figure out how your hands work. But <laughs> he was really solid. And that, and like, you know, rebounding was a serious issue throughout the preseason. And I did not, like, there was a few offensive rebounds, but the Celtics were on the offensive glass as well. Did not feel like the offensive glass was an issue today. Um, and especially against a lineup that had a lot more size throughout the game with Harris and PJ Tucker has given the Celtics problems on the offensive glass. The heat series comes to mind specifically with PJ Tucker. So clean that. And he's, that's what he does. Like if, you know, if the guy that you're bringing off the bench can be part of the solution to one of your bigger issues from the preseason, like that's a massive win. Yeah. The, the defense from Von Lee just being solid. Like, you know, when um, Rob was still a pup, and had that game against Embiid where it felt like Embiid was just 
like, oh, this guy has no chance at stopping me. And he went to the line just over and over and over again. Like Rob was pretty much fouled out in like eight minutes in, in that game. Von Lee held yeah. his own. And that's used his he used his fouls like they lasted enough minutes to because ours had his own trouble. So for him to come in and soak up those minutes and not be a disaster, massive. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're just joining us, and shout out to uh, Eric Weiss, friend of the show, <laughs> we're just running through off the cuff here the matters of importance from top to bottom. So obviously started with Jason Tatum's incredible game. Uh, we talked about the team's overall defense on Joel Embiid. And the Celtics actually won the rebound battle, 47 to 39, which I, it was really one of the things that we predicted absolutely to go the Sixers' way prior to the game. But uh, in a game where we, we clearly had trouble early on with how aggressively we were contesting shots, particularly perimeter shots, we saw James Harden get to the free throw line a number of times being fouled on threes. We saw a flagrant on Al Horford. And then Vonley comes in with just these sort of like cool, calm, collected methods of contesting perimeter shots. And then obviously that cascaded down to his perimeter defense as well. Uh, thank you, Spoonie, for the comment on the transitions. <laughs> If we get if we get back to the matters of importance, and I, I can't sing the praises of Vonley enough, Malcolm Brogdon and, and Stan uh, Van Gundy gave a shout out to the bench unit. I don't know the last time I've heard a shout out to a Celtics bench unit, oh like from God. a national TV commentator. But Brogdon just came in and kind of led that unit to victory. Obviously, the second unit contained at times members of the starting unit, but Brogdon we saw straight away game one of the regular season, him just like stamping his mark in terms of his impact on the team. Uh, Jackson. What was your what were your initial impressions uh, impressions rather of of Malcolm Brogdon on this team? Oh, it, it it just fits. It just works. It's just it feels like something that we've like really been missing for for a long time. Just a, a really reliable point guard off the bench who can get who can get things going. Um, going back to when Smart was coming off the bench, but it, 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 this what's his stat line? Sixteen two four two steals. Yeah. Super yeah, efficient. I, Seven of eleven. Like it, it just not, everything. Not five not five assists. So close. Four no, assists. I was just saying oh, it, four and a half. That was that was that, that was the luck of the day. Uh, those guys in Vegas, oh they know what they're I'm, doing. I'm quite certain he's the one who throws that ball into Horford like completely unmarked in the paint, and he just botches that layup too. So yuck. Um, yeah, no, he uh, him off the bench. If if that's the kind of if that's the caliber of performance we're going to get for the rest of the season, then we're not going to have bench issues, at least as far as I can tell. He was just ma- massively important. I would back him being the third most important factor here, yeah. He was crucial. Like in the first half, I think he had 10 and like five for seven from the field in a, at a time where it just just felt like, like the Celtics needed to just weather the storm of all the Philly bullshit with the fouls and the uneven kind of game that was happening. And he was so important for that. So it's right, Ben, like to, I don't know when we've had a bench be not just competent, but like you, your bench comes in, you're like, good luck trying to stop our bench. Cause I feel yeah. really good about what they're going to be able to do now. Yeah. And with Brogdon at the helm, it's uh it's incredible. Obviously small sample size, one game of the regular season, but we had a nice little taste of things in the preseason as well. But Brogdon 64% or 63.6% shooting on 11 attempts I got to the line once, two or two from the line, uh, and one turnover. So just so efficient. And obviously, at the helm of that second unit, you're not necessarily playing with like the four other best players on the team. And so to still be able to limit your turnover, turnovers to that level uh, is incredible. Jake, if we go to you for what I guess would now be the fourth most important factor emerging coming out of this game, what have you got for us? 
I, I know we we kind of touched on Jalen. I want to emphasize how important he is. Like, I know he had the rocky first first quarter um, when we were all like, well, Jalen, you're Mr. First Quarter. But literally from yeah. then on, he was, he was awesome. Fast breaks, good defense. I can't believe he ended up with 35 on 58% shooting. Like, wild, right? Incredible. Yeah. I think it was that, when he. Sorry, Jake. I think it's when he got fouled no. shooting the three and he got yes. those three free throws. I think that took him to five points. He didn't look back from then. It was like, that was the moment yeah. for me. I think it did turn, but you're right. He was, he was incredible today. Yeah. And this is, that's the kind of, that's what I want from Jay. Like he, he got 24 shots, 12 threes. I just want him to be a gunner. Like, I don't, you know, we saw a couple of little mishaps with the, with the dribbling. Just be decisive and attack and get the shots up because his finishing from all three levels three-point, mid-range, at the rim, is elite. And, like, like you saw how much tension Tatum's getting throughout the game. If one of your outlets is Jalen, just go and, and yeah. let it fly. And it, it completely took off in the second half, especially. Um, yeah, so I just want to emphasize that, like, stopping Jason and Jalen, good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, we we did kind of just like brush upon the Jays there very quickly to begin this part and then moved on. And I think that you're right, they absolutely are deserving of a little bit more discussion. But yeah, I mean, Jalen absolutely looked in his head in the first quarter, uh, surprisingly, because like you said, he's like his first quarter Jalen, all reliable. But, you know, for the rest of the game, he kind of got out of that funk and um, it was great to see. Another thing on Jason Tatum, you know, if we want to talk about why and how he was so effective... His rebounding into transition buckets is such an effective weapon for this team. Like yes. we said it during the playback stream, it's almost as effective as a steal, as a as a turnover, in that like he just grabs that ball right off the boards and just zips it up the court, either, you know, with some pace, which I guess Tatum is not known for, like his raw speed, gets up past the half court very quickly and initiates a play, or he's making that quick transition pass up the court to an open whoever. And Philly just like Every instance of that could not get back for the most part and set their defense and counter that at all. And, you know, Tatum didn't finish with a huge amount of assists, um, but that shouldn't be indicative of how good he was at moving the ball and and doing things other than scoring. And he just happened to be pretty hot in this game, shooting 13 for 20. So, Jason Tatum, I mean, I'm going to go to bed tonight. Very happy boys. We haven't slept very well. That was uh, an incredible (laughs) performance because, like we said, up the top, we just don't expect that this early in the regular season. Uh, and yet we got it. So anything else on the Jays before we like finally well and truly tie the knot on that and move on? Jalen's going to be back to the All-Star team this year, Ooh, as he should be, okay. and All-NBA campaign as well off to yeah. a good start. He'll be in that third team. I'm pretty confident. Which is important. It's important because we want to get him that, have the ability to offer him that extension. Yeah, pay him all the money. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jackson, moving down the uh, the ladder, if you will, of of things of importance. I I, I admit I need to come up with a better name for this segment. Um, what was sort of the next most important aspect of this game? His name is his father's name is Gilbert Williams. Yes, oh, Gilly, the that's what friend I was of the podcast. His, that's his right. name is Grant Williams. Perfect from the field. Yes, Someone double check that, but I'm pretty sure I saw really? that. No, he was he like is. five yeah. of five yeah. and three of three yep. from three. Yeah. Um, Got into foul trouble early on in beat, as I mentioned earlier. Didn't really even seem to throw him off his game. Um, I thought he was fantastic. You know, the we 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 touched on the bench situation with Brogdon running that unit uh, just earlier. 
Grant being in that unit with him is super important. And obviously he's not going to shoot perfect every night, but like the offensive sort of options you get from Mr. Corner office being out there with someone like Brogdon next to him. um, We're going to be, he's going to get a lot more. He's going to have a lot more games like that than I think he's had in the past. And he's going to turn into a pretty reliable shooter. So Grant, I think four, I could put him higher to be honest, but really the guys we've had in front of him, it's justified. So Grant Williams (laughs) is definitely on that list for me. What do you reckon, Jake? Yeah, dude, I, that, that second unit is Brogdon and Grant. Like Grant has just become the definition of solid. It's like the ship started to feel a little uneasy and he had that attack and somehow that reverse goop up over Embiid, he had the little pump fake sidestep in the corner three. Like he is so dependable, which is exactly what you need from a guy like Grant. Um, Bummer to not see the extension get done, but just more of the same. Like to 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 see the continuation of how effective he was in the most part playoffs, kind of until we got to the finals, is great because this the, the depth and especially at a at a position where the front court feels a little shaky. If Grant can continue to be like just solid, dependable, like he's durable, like it's a really big deal, and just more of the same tonight. It's great to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Z Gamer just called it out in the chat there. Like we, we saw a lot of new Grant as it was advertised in the, the preseason. You know, the shot fakes and the drives, uh, him getting to the rim and sort of countering those closeouts, which he's deservedly getting as a proven three-point shooter in the league. Uh, so great to see him like implement that so early. Like, yes, like these are skills that I have acquired. I will be mm-hmm. using them from the from the get-go in game one of the regular season. Um, and if you're in the chat, you're listening to the show, like, let us know what you think the next most important factor of the game is. Because, you know, we've only got so many things listed here. And we want to hear from you guys and interact with everybody in the chat. Um, I will say, I don't know if this is necessarily the next most important thing, but a sneaky good stat from this game. And I know he was in foul trouble and I know it's not going to be a regular occurrence throughout the season. But Al Horford only playing 23 minutes and the Celtics mm. winning as decisively as they did uh, is a really nice thing and a really nice takeaway from this game in that we're, we're going to need to sort of like sneak Al Horford rest minutes, like especially in this early part of the season while we're waiting for Time Lord and whatever's going on with Cornette to resolve. If we can get away with Al, Al Horford playing that fewer minutes in a game as big as this, a marquee game, um, that's a huge win. Jake, like I guess as an yeah. extension of that, like what were your thoughts overall of Horford's performance? Because he was pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I think that's going to be his role in the regular season. Um, like in preparation last night, I was like just watching a lot of playoff highlights and I, you know, I watched some Horford highlights and he had this play against, I think it was Miami, he, where he just coast to coasted it and, and won fives into the, into the bench. And I just, I don't think we're going to see a lot of like the high octane level of play that we saw from Al a lot throughout the season, which is totally fine. But again, you said the word solid and to see them actually be okay. Cause that was like our biggest concern that you brought up in the pregame show was I'm fucking worried about Al Horford picking up two quick fouls and Embiid just parading to the line, putting the next, mm. putting Von Lee in the basket, yada, yada, yada. But to see the, the rest of the team step up when Horford wasn't able to play those minutes is so encouraging because I think playing him 25, 26 minutes a night, probably where you want him. Yes. Throughout the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. Any thoughts, Jackson? 
No, I agree. I completely agree there. Like the, the secret is going to be like keeping him fresh. And, you know, if this is what he's going to give you, you know, most nights when he is healthy, then yeah, no, he's going to have to be managed. Cause he, again, solid without being spectacular, but an important piece of, of the puzzle, no doubt. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, one absolutely. thing that I think to keep an eye on as well, like in the first half of last year, the Horford three pointer just wasn't there at all, along with half the rest of the Celtics shooting. But, and then it came back in the second half of the year and the playoffs. To see him go two for five tonight, that's probably the amount of threes he's going to get every night, the way that they play. And to see him feel look confident and knock a couple down is beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, the we'll two that he made. Three, 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 yeah. Three points. From our starting <laughs> yes, setup. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the two that he made were pretty timely from memory. Like he mm-hmm. missed a few late in the game. I think he had two fairly wide open opportunities, courtesy of Jason yeah. Tatum's amazing passing late in the game, but it was basically decided at that point that the Celtics were going to run away with it. So uh, I'm not really zooming in on that too much. A comment here from, uh, that's pretty neat. They say JB, White, and Brogdon put on an insane pace on the 76ers all night. Uh, We were talking about that in our our playback stream, that early on, that was very apparent. Just like there was a sort of a hectic, a a frantic pace about it. um, And that, you know, they went on that early 9-2 run. Then there was some referee fuckery that kind of brought the Sixers back into it. But including that that Al Horford flagrant foul, but that the pace straight away um, was really notable. And part of that was absolutely Derek White, who doesn't jump off the page if you look at the box score now. I'm curious to hear from you guys, Jackson. Like Derek White, you know, like I said, yeah, wow. not a notable impact statistically, but I feel like he did have an impact uh, and a noticeable role in the team's success tonight. What did you think? I barely noticed him, to be honest. <laughs> That, that could be a good I thing, was, though. It's gonna, yeah, 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 true. Like, if if I don't notice him doing bad things, then I'll yes. take that. And if I don't notice him doing good things, then sweet, I'll also take that. I think <laughs> I was like, again, fr- fresh off the game, I would have to like watch it back. But like my my prevailing memories of the game was sm- how smart and and um and um, Brogdon especially ran ran the game. I I didn't see much of Derek White, but I don't remember him doing you know too much wrong either. So I. I, I, if that's the kind of game we're going to get from him for the rest of the season, I, awesome. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Like, I feel, it's frustrating for me in a sense because I feel like we're going to have to hear about some uh, less thoughtful media members around the league that are low on Derek White's impact and low on how much the Celtics gave up to get him. But I love the way that he plays and I love the way that he fits on this team. He pushes the pace. He can defend. He... he He's so smart. He just he gets in the right places. You're like, good, good, good decision. It's always a good decision from from mm-hmm. Derek White. I actually can't believe that he had such a low stat line. Like it kind of actually surprised me. But just 24 minutes of being solid across the board is what you're going to get from Derek. And he just makes that death like really, really sing. Like when you've got mm-hmm. the a backcourt rotation of Marcus, Derek, and Brogdon, these guys that are just and he gets into the paint, gets paint touches, kicks the ball out, gets gets the offense moving, and just completely he just fits the identity that they're trying to that they're trying to play with with defense, ball movement, and pace. Like it's perfect. Yeah, I've heard him described as connective tissue. I think around the trade mm. deadline last year when he was acquired, uh, and he absolutely lives up to that description. Uh, again, with user, that's pretty neat. Being pretty neat uh, unto themselves by bringing some excellent stats to the chat here. They're talking yes. about the fast break hmm. discrepancy. 24 to 2 
we believe, uh, was that discrepancy, which is actually, I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, I wonder Ooh, if, right. uh, as far as fast break points, yeah. if those points off of those Tatum rebounds count as a fast break, because you know, based on the yeah. eye test, I would, yeah. I would, I would actually describe that as a fast break. And then I uh, just saw that the team scored seventy six percent of their two point field goal attempts as well. Yeah, uh, which thirteen is to thirteen to two in the first half, and eleven to nothing in the second was the fast Amazing. break points difference for us. Yeah, which yes. speaks to the Celtics' transition defense as well, and that they gave the Sil- the Sixers so many less opportunities to get out and run. Not that that's necessarily their game when like your best player is a, a you know a, this big lumbering big man uh, like Joel Embiid, but incredible on both ends for the most part. For the Celtics, um, should we talk about the rotation a little bit? Because, you know, talking about the guards, we have this abundance of, of depth and competence in that Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White, who we just spoke about. They're like three starting caliber point guards, and you can just rotate them in and out. You can play them individually with, a, you know, a different lineup, or you can play them all together or two at a time. It just felt like I, I just felt like safe and comfortable, you know, mm. with knowing that that was our guard depth. We didn't even see Peyton Pritchard, who, um, who unfortunately yeah. uh, might I be the, the sole victim, yeah, of that abundance of guards for us. But uh, Jake, just talk about the guard rotation and and how you think that's going to play a role for the Celtics for the for the season and particularly yeah. in this game. There was a moment there in the third quarter where there was Marcus and Derek. There was no neither Jay or on the. court. And it was that little maxi run, and the defense was like, how was Hauser on? The, yeah, Hauser was on the court. Uh, yeah, and, and that was the only time today where I was like, "Ooh, I'm not sure about what we've got on the court right now." But outside of that, the fact that you can mix and match these guys, like Joe Zula's job, is kind of kind of easy. Like you can you can play any of these guys together one at a time, all three. If you're getting the right matchup, obviously. Um, so I, I liked I liked what I saw in general from the rotations tonight. I think when you don't notice uh, cat appearance, if you had that on your bingo bingo card for first of the floor, um, <laughs> drink bingo exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I think when you're when you're not noticing bad rotations is is a good thing. But I also think yep. that speaks to how good the Celtics roster is. Like there aren't a lot of bad options to turn to. Um, like even yeah. watching some of the highlights last night and seeing like Romeo and Neesmith out there not that long ago. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I feel a lot more confident in the rotation. Yeah. There was just, there was that one moment where I, you, I yeah. think you were calling it out, Jake, on, on the, um, on the, uh, on the, on the stream. Like I just get the Joe, get this, this lineup out of here. It's just, it's just not working. Um, but yeah, nothing else beyond that. It's kind of like, you know, so much was made of how like we're sort of light at the big man position or well, like not after t- on tonight's evidence with uh, Noah Vonley, but going into it, that was, the, that was, that was like, we're, we're very, you know, we're, we're little, we don't have a lot of depth at big man, but our guard depth is excellent. So, and if I'd rather have like, you know, short on guards or short on big man, I can probably live with that without the big yeah. man, you know what I mean? Um, and for, as far as for Pritchard, yeah, I think we'll probably see a lot less of him, but Brogdon inevitably is going to go down. So there'll be opportunities for him no. to come in there quite, quite regularly. I don't, I don't want it either, but I'm just- You said I you were a vibesman, Jackson. I'm in the right vibes with that. I, I think it'll be, it'll be some minor stuff. It'll be like, he, like he's, he, he dives to the floor for too much and you know bangs his pinky. So he has to have a couple of games that off. Is, stuff like that is a good point because I was thinking about that just before. And like obviously Brogdon's health is a massive part of the Celtics story this year. Um, mm. But 24 minutes- 
Like that's mm. a pretty nice spot in a in a mm. in a game that was really important and you kind of expect minutes for important players to go up. Jalen and Jason, they just can play minutes forever, especially Jason. Um in a game like you saw tonight. Um, but to see Brogdon at 24, I feel like he's not going to have to, you know, just statistically, the more minutes you play, the more likely you are to get injured, I guess, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, when you when you bring that down for Brogdon, I do think that's kind of a big deal as far as keeping him healthy. Um, and he can just come in and tear him to pieces. Yeah, I yeah. think the staff would be aware too. It's like, you know, they know what yeah. this, injury, this guy's injury history is. If we can keep him to this amount of minutes and he can still be as effective as he is like that, then we are laughing, you know what I mean? Yeah, soft minutes limit, at least at this point in the season. Uh, as we start to wrap up here, let us know in the chat if, you, if you've got any points you want to make or anything that we haven't discussed yet that we think we should have. Uh, and speaking to that, Marcus Smart, who is definitely in that category of like, it's good when we don't notice him, particularly in the offensive end. Uh, seven assists, eight free throw attempts, really asserted himself in this game without taking away from the impact that we expect from like our more prominent players. Uh, Jake, yeah. Jake, what do you got? We got he's back. He he was right, but we had the we had the the interaction with Embiid and the flagrant and the grab of the ankle, which we're going to have to hear about the next couple of days, no question. Um, the sliding along the floor. Off the James Harden step back, who then shimmied and then did it to like barely graze the backboard. Um, mm. It was the full Marcus experience. Um, there was the, if, if you're on the playback stream, we had the no, 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 yes moment where he took the transition <laughs> plot three. I was like, no, Marcus, and just splash. So we had all of that it, was but up, eight shots. Yeah. So that was after yeah. we botched that like breakaway, which would have been easy two yeah. points. That was, that was a really important bucket too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, the, it was tense at that point. And so I think having Marcus with under 10 shots is probably going to be a good kind of bellwether thing. And I feel like he figured that out last year that the most helpful I am with this team is not when I'm, when I'm jacking him up. Mm-hmm. I can, if you need me to, a couple guys go out. The the Raptors game will be lost in overtime with Marcus in the bench comes to mind from last year. Like he's more than happy to, <laughs> to run and gun. But um, yeah, three for eight from Marcus. I don't even, don't even care really. Like he, the one three that he did make was probably the, by far the most important elite defense and the facilitation. Yeah. Just I, I have long... I've long maintained that any game where Smart attempts less than 10 shots is a good Marcus Smart game. Uh, and with the amount of talent, scoring talent we've got on this team, that's something that we can probably expect, I think, uh, barring injuries uh, going into the season. Jackson, here's a question for you. This is from ZGamer200. How's it only got three minutes? Do you think that's going to be a regular thing or is it just because of the Sixers being a good team and having you know some dynamic scoring guards out there in Maxi and, and Harden? I disagree. The Sixers are a good team, but to your question, <laughs> no, I think I think we all we're all very high on Hauser, like you know, for his preseason performances. But uh, hey, do you remember Carson Edwards? I remember Carson Edwards. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. Hauser is definitely blocked that out. Yes, blocked it out. I can't, the bad vibes. I can't forget. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Hauser is going to be more important and more useful and better than than Carson Edwards. Like, don't get it twisted. That's 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 going to happen. But I don't think we're going to see him you know, be in there as much as say someone like Adino Gallinari would be in there. And because I think like the the times he was in tonight, I don't really remember them. I remember him getting like cooked on a pick and roll situation. I think Maxi scored off. And then we didn't see the foul he committed to give them two free throws right yeah. at the start of the 
the second half. That's all I remember. So I would love to see him come in and I'd love to see him like just, you know, knocking down threes at the clip that he was doing in the preseason. And if that happens, like he'll he'll get minutes and like no worry about that. But I think I, I think we're probably going to see a lot less of him, at least to start with, than we were probably were hoping for or anticipating. But uh, you never know. There yeah, are some crap so, teams this year. Yeah, I think um, it was just it's just a tough environment. I, mean, yeah. I think we want him to succeed, and I think throwing him into an environment today where there's some tough guys to guard out there one on one. Like I think in a, against a team, like he might actually be able to get in there against the Heat because, like you know, Maxi and Harden and Embiid are just tough players to defend one-on-one but against the heat and then we so we have two days off we play the heat and then we have a back-to-back against the magic mm-hmm. that's that's a spot for hauser right there um so it, it was kind of like an eight and a half man rotation tonight with blake griffin getting eight and hauser getting three minutes and i think that was probably the right ball from Joe. it was like tight rotation but not too tight. Like we got a few, like, that's all he kind of needed tonight was three extra minutes to buy the Jays a bit of rest. Um, yeah, absolutely. Easy man. Yeah. Easy man. You touched on, you touched on Griffin there uh, again from that's pretty neat. And thanks again for all the contributions in the chat from everyone watching. Uh, how do y'all feel about Griffin's performance? Um, I guess I'll take this. I thought that he did just enough. I could think he finished a, a minus eight or something like that. I don't know how much you can read into that, but he just kind of came in and just like just held on. Just he had a couple of botched defensive possessions. Uh, one notable one, not long after he checked in. But I thought he just kind of like, you know, in those minutes where you just need to rest the guys who really matter in our rotation, he kind of was a little bit more than like just a human body on the court, which is all we really need for those spot minutes. And I think give him a little bit of credit, like it's his first game. Obviously, all the athleticism has declined there. Um, a little bit, but you know, for the most part, I think that he gave <laughs> us, a he gave bit. us like just, just, just enough of what we needed to sort of give the guys uh, a bit of a, a blower on the bench there. Um, I don't know if there's anything really more to take away from from Griffin's game. Um, any thoughts there, guys? Before we wrap this thing up, I think it was good that wasn't like, oh man, we've got to get him out of there. And I think for his <laughs> first game back against the Sixers, that's a pretty pretty good bar to clear, like. To have to have you not notice it being bad is probably what you want from his first game as a Celtic. He did have a couple of nice rebounds, I think. You know, as far as um, as far as the rebounding issue goes, I thought that he was he made he made that a bit of a focus. He's probably going to get. Like, he took two shots tonight. He's probably going to get one or two three pointers att- uh, attempts per game. It's like, and I think I saw Z Gamer mentioned it before in the chat. It's like, can you just knock down one? or two shots again, like that, that would make him like pretty much perfect for what we what we need him for. A couple of rebounds. I think the defense he's got to pick up still. Like, you know, Brogdon struggled to pick it up at first. I thought Brogdon now is just like flying through, directing traffic yeah. on the switches. And I think Blake Griffin's smart enough that he will pick that up. This is his second game playing with the Celtics after the last preseason game. So um, I think that, that that's definitely going to come along. Um, and as he becomes more comfortable, I think it'll look better. Yeah. Yeah. We're just seeing some post-game interview uh, comments just sort of t- nice. starting to emerge here on, on Twitter. So uh, this is from Jay King. Malcolm Brogdon called it, quote, a dream to play for the Celtics. He thinks that they had a great preseason and the returners from last year knew how they wanted to approach the season. And then a quote also captured by Jay King here from Grant Williams. He said that he didn't think Marcus Smart's trip on Embiid was that bad. 
called Embiid's fall a, quote, FIFA type deal. <laughs> Amazing. Grant is killing it with the post game yeah, uh, comments so far. Grant's a vest. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Well, I guess a couple of questions to quickly wrap up here. How does this performance set your expectations for the week ahead, Jackson? Obviously, we've got the heat coming up in a couple of days, then the magic, um, and uh, blame me for not bringing up the rest of the schedule. So let's just look at those two games. How does this, obviously, I think I can imagine what your answer is going to be, but how does that set your expectations going forward? Yeah, super high, super high. I um, I expect two and one at minimum. You know, if you lose to the Heat, the Heat will, like, will really yeah. want to beat us. They'll be up for it. If that happens, and so be it. But as long as we bounce back against the Magic, that'll be fine. So if we can go between two and one within the next week, that's great. But really, I expect us to be three and oh and just dominating everyone just like we did <laughs> tonight. Because, yeah, I... I <laughs> Nick picking aside, there was nothing. I saw nothing wrong with that game. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that performance from any aspect. Yeah, yeah, Jake. I'm just having a look at the schedule, trying to figure out, um, like what the. Re- I hate that we've got a back back right out the bat. Yeah. I guess maybe it's good because get you know, one of them out of the way while you're still fresh. Um, yeah, I. The good news is we have two days off, and we go to Miami. Miami plays tomorrow, and then they. Then they play us, obviously. So we will have like a rest advantage. I have a slight that is, you know, isn't just. Um, I think the Celtics are probably going to be favored in that game. I think, especially off the back of this performance, the Celtics are going to. And I don't know, like after seeing how intense they came out on, it's the defensive intensity. Like, you know, without Time Lord being here, I think it's fair to assume that it's not going to be one of the best defenses of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But they looked every bit like a top five defense. And so as long as that maintains against a team like Miami, who's going to struggle to score offensively. And I, and I think they're going to struggle to figure out um, losing PJ Tucker. Hero is probably going to be starting. Um, I think um, the Celtics are going to feel pretty good going into that one as much as the Heat are going to want to win it. I just was, I wanted to go one and two in the first two because like back to back within Orlando, I feel like Orlando always weird shit happens with them. So who knows? Yeah, fair. And they might feel a little bit like they can dial it back for that game yeah. and, and maybe play Sam Hauser 35 minutes or 40 minutes and that won't exactly. necessarily work out. And Orlando's um, going to be all right, I reckon, this year. I don't think Yeah, I like Orlando this year. They're big. Because who, yeah. who so Orlando played the Pistons. I wish they were playing someone good and then they would beat them. So the Celtics would be like, oh, they're good. But the Celtics lost to the Pistons and then almost lost to the Pistons last year. So if they mm-hmm. beat the Pistons, the Celtics might think, wow, they beat a team that's pretty good. So we have to take them seriously. Yep. Okay. Genius. I like it. I'll, I'll I like it. That, yeah. <laughs> Starting to wrap our heads around this. This is good. Starting to feel good expectation wise. Uh, two awards to give out very quickly before we go. The first, um, <laughs> we don't even really need to discuss this MVP of the game. Jackson, do you want to do the honors? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Right. Incredible. Cool. Yeah. Uh, any I arguments? See, I'd love to hear yeah. them. We, we blocked the one I, douchebag in the chat, so uh, I don't think anyone will contest that. I, was, I, I, kind I, of was, I was loving this. his input, but yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The Smeltics? I like that. Um, I, was, I, I could see your face deciding if you should come up with a joke pick, Jackson. Um, like maybe, I, I, yeah, maybe I, had no, I had no joke pick. I had no segue. I knew nothing. I was just like, yeah, obviously. It's <laughs> well, we, we do need Tatum. we do need to appoint a runner up, and that's not the the second award. But I think there is a very deserving uh, runner up um, candidate. Jake, do you know who I'm talk- talking about? Oh, I'm going to try and guess. I wonder if you're going to go off the Please. board. I kind of want to give it. I kind of want to give it to Vonley for being yes! solid. 
It's funless. Yes. It's fucking funless. He was so good. And so good yes. and just not being terrible, which I think is like right where he's at. Just come in and don't Perfect. really suck. Being useful. Just yeah. give some grief to Embiid and PJ Tucker. And he did exactly that. So um, I think that might be one of the stories coming out of this game. And finally, who, uh, who wins the first to the floor award? As in, who is literally the first player to go to the floor? Uh, was was it the same guy? I think it was Vonley. Was, was it Vonley? Uh, it might have been Marcus. Oh, you're right. Ah, maybe it was Vonley. Mm. When I, way, I, I saw him go to the ground and I was like yelling it out, but unless I forgot Marcus went there before on an earlier play, but I thought it was Vonley. Oh, thank mm. you. We're going to have to check the tape. We'll double check that. Unless, unless uh, ZGamer200 well, knows or someone else in the chat. Yeah, let, let us know in the comments. <laughs> either now in the live stream, or this is obviously going to stay up on YouTube uh, after the fact. So if you're listening later on, uh, please let us know in the comments. Look, I think that's going to do it for this one. A decisive season opener for the Celtics. Uh, very, Let's very pleasant go. way to, to begin the afternoon here in Australia and wrap up your day there yes. in the US. Guys, any, any parting thoughts before we wrap this one up? I think it's going uh, to be like a good just, season. Yeah. Specifically, shout out Zach Harper for the Athletic, who had the Celtics eighth on his power rankings for the Athletic. Such a joke. Jake Such taking the seats. I'm, I'm love sure it. the Texans were ahead of us too. The <laughs> Sixers were ahead of us. The Suns were ahead of us as far as like actually winning the title. Yeah. I'm like, like I get trying to maybe put them at four, but eight behind like Nuggets, Suns, Sixers. That's just, you're just trying to be contrarian. And here I am. This is my this is my fault for giving him <laughs> giving him the attention. Um, Clicks, but yeah, yeah. We're back. How about you, Ben? How are you feeling? I caught you doing like a temple hold at some point in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. A little moment there where it looked like the Sixers were scrapping back a little bit. And I was a little bit worried just because, you know, that this this feeling is over a year old now because we didn't really do it too much beyond, you know, the opening couple of months of last season, but giving up those early leads. Like we it's kind of been long enough that we've been that's been a tendency of ours that I should have learnt to get over it, and yet I haven't. And that was why I was sitting in our stream, sort of holding my head a little bit there. Um, well, look, guys, please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. We're really rounding the corner there as far as getting to 1,000 subscribers. If you're listening later, give us that. I don't know what the rating system is on Spotify. I think it's just like five stars. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Show us some love as we kick off our own season here at First of the Floor. That's going to do it. Until next time, go Celtics. Go Celtics.